But I do remember some of those great San Diego Charger teams back in the early 80s um, when Dan Fouts was the quarterback and Chuck Muncie and, oh, my goodness, Wes Chandler, Charlie Joyner, Kellen Winslow. They had such a great offense. They did, and that was Don Coriel's creation. You know, Don Coriel yes. was the coach. They called their offense Air Coriel. <clears throat> and yes, um, the, the news media here in San Diego is really upset that Coriel has never been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, they say that he had what they called a passing tree that had a big checkoff list of receivers or whatever and, a, and terminology. Mm-hmm. And they said that every pro football team today still uses that same model and same, you know, terminology that Coriel invented and developed. And uh, yet he's, you know, he didn't, he, they never won a Super Bowl. And it's kind of like, you know, they'll look at a guy like Fouts. Well, he never won a Super Bowl. And sometimes that hurts their chances. Um, right. They have started a new program, I heard, in which they're going to have a contributors or something uh, wing in the Hall of, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, something that it sounds like Coriel might be, you know, suited for that they could elect him to and, you know, give him the credit where credit's due. Coriel was a hilarious guy, uh, really a funny off the wall guy because he was so focused on football that he he was blinded he couldn't see anything else but football even with his family and um, I went to his funeral service and I used my press pass and I got into the green room with Dan Fouts and uh, uh, all the big name coaches that he had you know mentored in the past were all going to be speaking at his, his service and some of the stories they were telling, some of the things they said were just hilarious. I mean, he was a great guy. Corio was a great, great guy. And, uh, but he was so, so absent-minded and things. Um, as an example, you know, he had a lisp also. Uh, and one of the stories they told was, if you don't mind, I'll tell you one. Um, like one of the stories was that uh, he lived up on a, like a, a house that had a big, long driveway going up to it. And so mm-hmm. one of his jobs every week was to put all the trash cans in the back of his little station wagon he drove and drive the trash cans down and drop them off at the bottom of the hill for the guys to pick up. Well, he'd drive down the hill, and he's already thinking about football, and he'd just drive off and leave the trash cans in the back of his car. Well, the, the trash day in his neighborhood was the same day that the coaches all went out for dinner after practice as a weekly habit. And uh, they said that they get done with practice and everything. And he'd say, all right, guys, let's all go out for dinner and have a great meal together. I'll drive. And they said they'd get into a station wagon <laughs> and they'd been locked up all day in the sun and this terrible stench of garbage in the station wagon. And they'd drive off to have dinner with him. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that was Coriel. <laughs> Oh, he was goodness. just a funny, funny guy. And um, there were other stories, you know, that were kind of like that, too. And um, just, you know, showed what a, what a, an interesting guy he was. I oh, man. I, first of all, him, I had no idea he was, he was not in the Hall of Fame. I thought for sure he would be. Yeah, you'd think he would be. But, um, you know, it's like in baseball. You never won a World Series or whatever the – a lot of people think that, that that you're nothing then because of that. Yeah, 
I mean, he came along in a time where it was really difficult with the the Raiders and the Dolphins and the Steelers and getting to a Super Bowl was no easy task, you know, in the late seventies, early eighties and Cincinnati was good and another little trivia point about Don Coriel, he was hired the same day as the PSA jet crash in San Diego in nineteen seventy eight. You know, we had that PSA jetliner go down, killed hundred and forty four people. And Don Coriel was hired that same day. That was his hire day. Wow. Okay. I don't remember yeah. that incident, but um, that is ironic. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a situation. At that time, it was the worst air disaster in American history. It didn't last very long. They had more people killed a couple months later in another crash. But uh, what happened was there was a PSA, it was Pacific Southwest Airlines, based in San Diego, our own little airline. They flew up and down the west coast of the United States, and that was it. Uh, but very, very popular. All their flight attendants wore short, short skirts that attracted lots of business customers and sailors and stuff. And um, they were, had a flight coming down from Sacramento, and they were in their final approach to San Diego's airport. Well, there was a private plane with an instructor and a student on board, and they flew mm-hmm. through airspace they weren't supposed to be in and came up underneath the jet as it was passing and collided with it, severed the hydraulic lines that controlled all the flaps, and the jet just lost all control and turned and nosed over and dove straight down into the ground at about 250 miles an hour. Oh, wow. Uh, it was a really, really bad, bad, you know, situation. So that's, you know, one of San Diego's biggest black eyes in our history. But uh, later that day, uh, at the stadium, Tom, I think they – let Tommy Prothrow go, it was, and uh, hired Don Coriel. And, you know, he had coached the Aztecs, San Diego State, to an incredible record. And, uh, you know, that's how he made his mark was as head coach at San Diego State. He hired a, a, uh, assistants like Ernie Zampisi, Joe Gibbs, uh, all these guys that went on to big major head coaching careers in the NFL, started with Coriel. Even, uh, Alan, what's his name, the guy that wouldn't fly, uh, uh, Madden, John Madden. Yeah, John Madden was started as assistant at San Diego State with Don Coriel. I did not know that. So I did not know that. Yeah. And of course, Joe Gibbs was with the Washington Redskins. Ernie Zampezi uh, was a coordinator that put together those Cowboys teams in the nineties. Yeah. And so, all, wow, all those guys, nice coaching were, you know, they, they learned under Coriel. Are you in Mississippi? Yes, Jackson, Mississippi. Okay, is there a Southern Mississippi University somewhere near you? Uh, it's about two hours south of me in a town, city called Hattiesburg. Okay, well, this is a Coriel story that might offend you. I don't know, but they said one time <laughs> uh, the Aztecs were scheduled to play at home against uh, Southern Mississippi University, or I think that's what it was, or Southern Mississippi State, something like that. And I don't know yeah, if this Southern is common or not. The night before the game, the Friday night, the players, of course, are all in hotels, and they're having meetings and all this other stuff. But the coaches all go out to dinner. The coaches go out to dinner with the other school, apparently. At least they did then. So Coriel is huh. out to dinner, uh, and some of the coaches were these coaches from SMU. And I guess they said that the – and this was told by a guy like Ernie Zampezi or, you know, Joe Gibbs. One of the assistants was telling the story. And they said the, the head coach at SMU was saying, gosh, you guys, he said, 
I'm really having a hard time. Uh, we have, we're, ha- we're losing uh, too much, and uh, alumni are all over my case, and the school's administration. I'm just getting it from all sides here. You know, he says, I hope you won't mind. He says, tomorrow, he says, if we run the score up a little bit on you guys, he says, I hope you won't be offended. He said, we need a big win, something that I can really, really, you know, show them that I'm doing a better job or whatever. Coriel says, ah, oh, no, no problem. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Well, you got it. Well, you got it. You know, the next night the Aztecs beat them 63 to 7. <laughs> and Coriel must have just said, you son of a bitch. You know, you think you're going to run a square up on me? <laughs> Aztecs oh, wow. 63 to 7. And uh, that was one of the stories, the Coriel stories they told. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I mean, um, Southern Miss wasn't necessarily the strongest school. They it got a little better in the 80s, and then in the late 80s, they had a quarterback you may have heard of and Brett Favre who kind of put them on the map a little bit. Yeah, that would do the job. And, uh, you know, the Aztecs were playing kind of mid-level schools back then. When they first started, they were playing real small schools and just eating them up alive. And then they mm-hmm. went to Division One. And I know there was a year when they had the Division Two championship in San Diego. It was San Diego State against North Dakota State. And uh, then we went into Division One. And for years, there's been pressure or desire locally to get the Aztecs into the Pac-10 or the Pac-12 or one of the big major conferences and play with the big boys. The problem mm-hmm. is those have huge, huge athletic budgets that just dwarf what San Diego State has. And uh, that's one of the big issues. I mean, these guys pull in hundreds of millions of dollars just off TV contracts. And the Mountain West is, you know, small potatoes compared to that. So right, not a very good chance. But we, like last year, we beat UCLA. And uh, okay. tied USC. I don't know if we ever beat them. We beat, uh, I think, Oregon State, Washington. Beat a, beat a, we beat Pac-12 teams on a somewhat regular basis. I mean, you know, we don't lose all the time. and We're, we're close to being at that level. But, of course, those schools have the, the fame and the recruiting power that goes with it. And uh, that's tough to beat sometimes. It really is. You got an offer, but I- you got an offer from... UCLA and San Diego State, a lot of kids will take UCLA. And then they'll go sit on the big Warriors. And not, yeah. Whereas they could have gone to but San Diego State. Some, and, uh, they've had some pretty talented people come from San Diego State. Um, I mean, Marshall Falcons is the first one that comes to mind. But um, oh, absolutely. also one of my one of my favorite quarterbacks growing up, like I, I'm a 70s baby, and um, one of my favorite quarter, quarter, quarterbacks growing up was Brian Sight, played with the Browns. Um. Yes. And Fred Dreyer, the guy that played Hunter, I remember he went yes. to. Where, or did he go to UCLA? I can't remember now. Uh, he went to San Diego State. Fred right. Dreyer was an Aztec. Oh, okay. Also, also okay. the guy that played Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies. Really? Uh, Carl Weathers, I think his name was. He was okay, a San yeah. Diego State yeah. football player. And you know what? Wow, you man, know how good. that happened. There's a Coriel story about that, too. They said that Coriel would tell his football players, look, look, you know, if you guys want to keep your grades up, go take a class <laughs> over in the drama building. Go over there and take an acting class that you get an easy A, you know, keep your GPA up. Well, Carl Weathers went over and took an acting class. 
because Coriel suggested they do it, he ended up becoming a movie star. Well, how about that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the little things that, you know, you never know, that's how a guy got his start. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I think our guy Darnell Pumphrey was from back in that area, too, back from uh, at least Louisiana, I believe. The Aztecs have a little pipeline back to Louisiana, and they pull a few football players from that area every year. We had a guy, Darnell Pumphrey, that broke all the Aztec rushing records, but he was small. He went to the Eagles and, and just didn't make it. He was, wasn't big enough. Oh, but, okay. Uh, broke all of our records in San Diego State. <laughs> All right, well, Mr. Uh, Hopkins, anyway. it's been a pleasure, sir. Same here, Chris. 